Welcome to the Blockchain Hustle, where I take a look at some interesting plays of how blockchain technology is opening up new business vistas across multiple industries. Hello everyone, this is your host Meenu Sareen with today's episode on the different types of blockchains. Now there are different categories of blockchains out there. Which one you select depends on where and how do you intend to use it. That is basis your application. Now what are the two basic needs of a blockchain? First is to carry out transactions and the second one is the exchange of information through a secure network. And the implementation of these two though varies from case to case. Now let me illustrate this using a few examples. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency for that matter, it gets transacted through a blockchain. Anyone can stake a node, verify other nodes and do the trade in that cryptocurrency. So if you have an internet access, you can sign into a blockchain platform, become an authorized node and become a part of that blockchain network. That's it. Doing so, it can, uh, you can access, your, uh, access the data records, verify transactions as well as minor block and get some Bitcoin in that process. Now this is an example of a public blockchain. It is fully decentralized. And the most basic use of the public blockchains are mining and the exchange of crypto, cryptocurrencies. And some examples of these public blockchains are uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Now take the example of a bank or a corporate. You would like to keep your confidential data private, restricted only to the relevant people in this place. You would like only the authorized members of the entity to access the information or to perform authorized transactions. And if a new member, that is a new node, wants to access or be a part of the network, the node or the entity needs to take permission from the uh, network administrator or the controlling organization. This is an example of a private blockchain. A private blockchain has varying degree of decentralization, which depends upon the consensus mechanism. Examples, Corda, Hyperledger Fabric. Now let's get on to the advantages and the disadvantages of these two. The advantages of a public blockchain. First, it's open and transparent. Anybody can access it. Anybody can be a part of that network. The next is, it is secure. Now quite often we might think that because it's a public blockchain, it would not be secure. Actually, it's the reverse. Every node in a public blockchain does the transactions verification. So it makes it more secure. Plus larger the network, greater is the distribution of the records or the data. Thus it makes it little tougher for the hackers. And the next one is trustable. If you are a part of a public blockchain, you don't need to know or you don't need to go about checking the authenticity of the other nodes in the public network. The trust in a public blockchain is addressed by the blockchain consensus like the proof of work. Now comes the disadvantages. The first one is the lower TPS. Now the very feature which made your public blockchain secure and trustable also contributes towards its lower transaction per second, that is lower TPS. Because when you have a very huge network, 
and one in which every node of that network has to verify each and every transaction and do the proof of work, it does take time. And hence it results into a lower TPS, the network becomes slow. So if you are engaged in activities which require a high TPS, it would not be advisable to go for a public blockchain. For example, when you are talking about Visa or a MasterCard where the number of transactions is enormous, one would not go in for a public blockchain. Scalability, again, more the number of nodes in the network, the faster or the bigger the network is, the slower it gets. And the next one is high energy consumption of the proof of work. It is a very energy intensive uh, consensus mechanism. Now comes the advantages of a private blockchain. The, it's more or less the reverse. So the advantages are because of the limited nodes, it is faster. And not all the nodes in a private blockchain, they are involved in the consensus mechanism. So these private blockchains can be faster, they have a higher throughput, and they are scalable. The disadvantage is that uh, it is lower security. If anybody gets access to the controlling nodes, it makes it very, it makes it easier to hack the network. And it does require a certain amount of trust in a private blockchain. Now public and private, these are the two main categories. And uh, from this, we can have a few variations. Hybrid blockchain, consortium blockchains are a couple of them. Consortium blockchain. These are semi-decentralized blockchains. In, 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 a, in a consortium blockchain, uh, more than one organization manages the blockchain network. In a private, it is a single organization. It is typically used by the banks and the government organizations. Examples are R3 and the Energy Web Foundation. The hybrid blockchain. Now, as the term says, being hybrid, uh, the hybrid blockchain can combine the power of a public blockchain, which is open, availability, uh, transparency, decentralization benefits, and also the benefits of a private blockchain, which includes things like privacy and your high-speed transactions. A hybrid blockchain has a public blockchain part in which all the participants are a part of, and then there's a private network, which is also sometimes referred to as a permission network. And that restricts participation to only those who are invited by the centralized body. Now, in my opinion, the hybrid blockchain provides, um, it provides an enterprise-ready blockchain solution that is much better suited to the highly regulated enterprises and the government, because it enables them to have the flexibility and the control over what data is kept private and what data they can share on the public ledger. The users can decide who gets access to which data stored in the blockchain. The transaction in the private network is usually verified within that private network, but it also has a flexibility that the users can also release it into the public blockchain for verification. Large enterprises, they want the benefits that the blockchains can deliver, but without the associated risk of a public blockchain. And this is especially very true when you are making your first steps in the blockchain uh, application for your enterprise. 
examples of these hybrid blockchains are uh, Dragon Chain and Zinfin. So I will leave you with one final takeaway, which is that uh, while there are these various types of blockchains, they have different offerings. They do not compete. Rather, they provide different types of solutions. So this brings us to the end of this episode. In my next episode, I will share on the various consensus protocols. So together with the types of blockchains, as well as the consensus mechanisms, I hope these can serve as pointers towards your blockchain selection. So thanks for listening and do keep a lookout for the next one.